0: Uh, yeah I was thinking page 86 um, middle of the middle of the page <clears throat> On awakening let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions we can employ our mental faculties, with assurance for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, We find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We can come to rely upon it.
1: Yeah, well, Paul Alcoholic. Now, a lot of these conditions he's sharing about are very much influenced by uh, they've just come in. They've just started sincerely taking this position of reliance on something greater than the head, let's say. Yeah. But what happens after years and years? Yeah. Uh, What happens then? So if we have, let's see, where are we? Where were we at? Page 86? That's right. Midway down. Uh, Here. It basically says, uh, under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brain to use. Uh, In thinking of, uh, we are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. Well, let's say you've been trying it for a long while. Are you surprised that these answers come? No. You're not because you've relied on it and it gets to a point. So, surprised is basically when there's a demonstration of a new system while still planted in the old system. Yeah. So, you're surprised because something works because you're used to having nothing work, really. Yeah. So, there's a surprise when it shows up. But what happens when this becomes a habit and you get established there? Yeah? Something moves on. The conditions change and therefore the interpretation of the conditions change. So we are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be a hunch or the occasional inspiration, yeah, gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Yeah, gradually. Uh, So let's say you start entertaining this, and now you have 30-something years of entertaining this. I would say that's a long bunch of gradually, yes? Mm -hmm. So gradually has gone on for quite a while, and therefore the conditions get deeper, let's say, or let's say they sort of spread out more, or whatever. They become more normal or more familiar, like you're in the habit of being sober now, where before you were in the habit of not being sober, yeah. So you've really, you know, there's a new attitude and a new outlook. There is a point where the the scales tip, yeah. You've left a sufficient amount of the gravitational pull of self, and now you're in the in the the pull of the spirit, let's say, yeah. And there's no going back after that, yeah. <laughs> There's just no going back. And they didn't, they didn't, see, this book isn't, they don't write a new one every five years to describe the effects of the solution, yeah? They describe the effects of the solution based on a four-year experience of those effects, yeah? Now, the whole problem, to me, I, th- I don't believe they get to the exact nature of it, but they, kept, they pretty much capture it perfectly well, we have a sound. We have a sound design for living and a way of life. All that's there, but we don't. It's it's based on the members now to share the changes. You know, based on being in the habit of being sober for a long period of time. Yeah, there's no books that are constantly being written every five years. Well, the uh, the effects of the program have expanded. You know. We don't have that. We have it based on this, and he talks about it a lot here. You know, being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God. A lot of us are not in that condition right now. Mm-hmm. Some people here may have thirty years of sobriety. They're not in. They're not inexperienced and have, and they're not having just made contact with God. They've been under this for longer than three years or four years. Yeah way longer for some people. And of course, time doesn't have real value except in a place of time. So yeah, so there is a value and there is a progression of recovery here. Yeah, here in this this place. So it does have value in that. Because when you get a, let's say if you sit on a couch and then you get established on that couch, yeah, it's different, isn't it? Mm After a while, you look at the couch and it has the shape of your rump, yeah? You've been established in that couch for a long time. It fits you well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sometimes when I would go to real-life meetings, you'd always want to throw in, you know, the possibility with how the solution is being described is going to change because you're going to have more contact as the solution. So, of course the descriptions of it are gonna change because you're gonna get more intimate with it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, here he goes. See, none, nevertheless, we will find that our thinking will, at as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. You could probably ask a yes or no to a lot of people in these squares, and they would say yes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. My head is on more on a plane of inspiration because I'm basically a lot of the shit I do during the day isn't accompanied by thought anymore. You know, I don't think about going to a meeting. I think which one, which doesn't take any thought. Yeah. Yes. So the thing has sort of been extracted over time more and more to the living, from the living. Yeah. Where... What happened with me, in a sense, the living got eclipsed by the thinking about the living. Yeah? And especially about the thinking about the one who was living. It eclipsed the living experience. It really did. And then I started to feel certain conditions of irritability, restlessness, discontent, which is, I was uncomfortable under that interpretation. It was just, it produced an unease. Yeah? I felt I was terribly bad or wrong and it was uncomfortable to live like that and to have a lot of the thoughts that were constantly orbiting around this idea, pounding away at it. Yeah? Yeah? And then basically like it says, you know, there there was something that was playing God in me. Yeah, And I don't think it was God in a way. (laughs) It was sort of a... (laughs) Like they say, it has like a huge uh, what? It's completely obsessed with self, with an inferiority complex. You know, it's just a weird, a weird dynamic. of uh, It's all there is, but it's not much. You know, <laughs> but it thinks about itself all the time. So uh, we outgrow that. Yeah. yeah. We outgrow yeah. that, and now the living. Some of the thinking gets extracted from the living, and then at least the living is put before the thinking, which in the interpretation, the thinking is put before the living, yeah? It's really unbelievable. That's why we like to use the picture of a horse in front of the cart, yeah? The horse is the living. The horse is what's pulling the cart. The cart isn't going anywhere without the horse, yeah? It isn't. It's just, it's just there stuck in its own inertia but the horse is what pulls the cart we got to be clear it's the living of life not the thinking about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so we tell the truth yeah we tell the truth I've been that where the problem resides is in, in in the mental state so when the p- problem is dominant the thinking is dominant really yeah you're living a Story, you know, in other words, like I always use the term because when I came in they said to me, Hey, you gotta be willing to save your ass instead of your face. But I was in a confusion, I thought my my face was my ass. Yeah. I thought what the thinking was really what was so. And the link the living was secondary. Yeah. I mean that's a and you—that doesn't get altered by some nice peak experiences over a weekend. Sometimes you need a way of life for that modality to change or to be changed. Yeah. So basically, the living now gets dominant the dominant theme, and then the thinking gets subordinate. Yes. Yeah. And in the subordinate position, it can be—it can be useful. It can be helpful, like it says, when our. When our thinking is under the direction of the higher power, it's got some use, yeah? Because it's not being put to use to reinforce the problem all day, yeah? It's being used to see how I can be helpful, maybe, or, yes, construct something that will be a win-win for everyone instead of, you know, defeating all of my, my made-up enemies all day. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel... Uh, they're speaking here a lot about the beginning of a new way of life yeah and 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 the application of a design for living well what happens with that living when that design has been placed on it for years after years yeah it shows established effects that were intimated in the book but they couldn't have been described because the people weren't there yet in a lot of ways. They hadn't, live it, they hadn't lived under this influence long enough. Yes? Mm-hmm. I mean, just like soil. If soil's dead because you've been growing one crop for year after year, yeah? It takes a while for that soil to be rejuvenated. Yes? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, in one month. No, it has to be rejuvenated. Yes? And this is sort of like us, in a way. So, and it says that higher that power is going to constantly reveal to us a lot of stuff yeah and a lot of stuff is going to be revealed as us over time yeah and as of and, and as not of us in time so that we can bring that which is not of us to step six and seven and have it reconfigured yeah so it's put to better use than the heads using it because the head in sobriety uh, well, it's not maybe as accurate ...active as it used to be, but it has a lot of storage units, and it's fucking putting a lot of shit in storage, and there's a lot of, we pay, a lot of paying to keep that storage fucking secure, and never touched, and never fucking dealt with, and it's just taking up a lot of dead space, which could be alive, yeah, so we keep staying open to this, whatever's working on us, to be of maximum use to ourselves and others, so... Yeah, I I, uh, I would hate to see AA frozen in time because it's an organic event because we're all in it. Yeah, I'd hate it to be like, you know, fucking. All right, this is this this is the pre-described s- ceiling. No one goes above this. Yes, there's a lot of buts. It's everything's great, but there's the fucking enemy at the wall all day. Yeah. I, don't, I hope it doesn't get frozen. Yeah. By the rigidity that we tend to fall into with this interpretive problem. Yeah. Because the head likes to get a picture of us and then stay with that picture against a lot of new evidence that we've changed. Yeah. It does. It wants to still see you as an active addict when you're 33 years sober. I mean, it's insane. It really wants to limit growth. That's sort of the bondage, you know? The bondage would be if something was able and at the point of growing farther and then something contains it. That would be bondage, yeah? Something's holding something back constantly. That's the bondage of self, yeah? Our ideas of us hold us back. Yeah, they do, incredibly. So... Yeah. I feel like, you know, you have those vague memories and feelings when you were living life when you were a kid, and then somehow this thought system kicked in and started to dominate that living, yeah? And then you couldn't even really play anymore because you had this hovering over yourself. And then uh thank God we've had a second chance and we can come back to that state of living. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the thoughts still want to accompany us, but at least they've been the volume's been turned way down. Yes, you know what I mean. They're 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 way different than having them in the front seat and the back seat. I like to see them in the trunk even better, but the back <laughs> seat's not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just, uh, and you know, it says, what did it say here? Yeah, this is about thinking about the day ahead. Of course, after a while, you're not thinking about the day ahead. You're just responding to the day ahead. Yeah, I think it would be more of an an intuitive lead than a reliance on thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather not think much about the day. I just like to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I have to anyway, because as soon as I wake up, the dog and the cat, primarily the dog, are demanding all the attention I would like to put on my day. (laughs) So it goes immediately to the dog maintenance. Yeah. buddy so yeah thanks everybody
0: thank you paul uh, yeah we have a couple questions here uh, one from rich a uh, rich asking you to unmute oh
2: uh, yeah thank you hi paul hey. um a quick question about actually doing step work like you've spoke before about how in step four to look at not what I've done, but like what the parasites done in my name as such. Um, and what I've got myself a bit muddled and confused because when I come to do step work, do I write I've done this or this happened to me, or is it like this was what this was what was done to me and Rich did this, or is that just being <laughs> pretentious talking about myself in the third person? I don't know. I've got, like I say, I've got confused with it.
1: Yeah, just do it like you what what feels right to you. But use the theme that we're looking at self's manifestations and how they yeah. defeat us. That's all. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because when I'm writing um, some of it, I feel I don't know. It feels almost like telling stories in a way. I can't. I can't explain it. It, it doesn't. Um, It doesn't it doesn't feel like I did those things, as you've said yourself. So I feel almost like I'm making it up when
1: I say I did this
2: and I did that.
1: Well, don't. Yeah. Then uh, I am responsible. Yes. So just don't worry about that. Just follow the theme when you have when you have the resentment down. Yeah. Don't worry about if it feels phony, because a lot of the inventory can be like an autopsy. You may not even seem to have the resentment or the resentment doesn't have you, but you still write about them so that you can see the pattern of how self defeats us. Yeah. So, so yeah, just try to follow that theme and uh, don't worry about if you feel like it's phony or not, just, just do what we do and then something will happen. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I believe Bill W. right there is sharing one way of looking at the inventory. Yeah, he says, you know, we are now going to look at its common manifestations. He makes a statement. He precedes it with being convinced, which means it's supposed to be an observing, reflective statement where you look back and see if it's true or not for yourself, yeah, or for you. Let's not use the word self. Yeah, and then you go, and the statement the point they're making is that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. If we're in agreement with that, we are now going to look at its meaning self's manifestations. So you're basically doing an inventory on the manifestations of self in your life, Some, some of the common manifestations. So basically, it really has the feeling of that doing the inventory of a store, so to speak, like it says, like an imp- like a business needs to get rid of unsaleable goods, because you're taking the personalness out of it. You're looking as if something foreign to you has been manifesting through you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you write down about those manifestations. Yeah. And then you follow through. I don't I don't suddenly not do the ninth step. I do the ninth step. I take responsibility because, as in Rome, we do as the Romans do. Yeah. There's no court precedent in the world yet that says, oh, someone got up there and says, well, I didn't really kill that person because there's no me to kill him. It was self. So yeah. we're in Rome. We do as the Romans do. Yeah. So we're responsible for it, but it doesn't stay there. We let it go to another point, which is accountable which brings a real... uh, To me, it just rings the bell of what the word powerless means, and also it brings relief from the bondage of the past, the guilt and shame based on what I thought I did when I was younger. Yeah? Yeah. So I find great relief in the inventory looking at it this way, completely, really, because when when I saw it this way, the, I swear, it happened in a second. It was just, yeah. I saw the word on page 64, self, and I saw the difference between it and us. Completely different. And then as soon as I had seen that it was different, something became available, which is I can be free from it. Yeah. Yeah. And it showed me I had been trying to be free as it since I'd been six years old. i have been trying to get out of me as me. <laughs> and that's why it never worked. I thought it was I didn't do enough, or I did that, or do that, Ah, It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the fact, yes, I can't get out of me as me. Yeah. So, as soon as I saw the me as not me, I can get out of it. Yeah. Hallelujah. She never wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, from then on, I attempt to share in my community, uh, about the, this, this word my in the English language and how much, how much oomph is in that word my. And the idea that we come into the inventory calling these, these manifestations ours and we leave the inventory calling these manifestations as ours. I felt there was a need to try to point out the exact nature of the wrong because obviously it hasn't been pointed out because we go in with the identification as self by saying these are my manifestations, and we leave the process thinking they're my manifestations. Something needs to be noted or pointed out, I feel. So there you go. 30 years later, we're still, we're still attempting to point it out <laughs> with the hopes that it allows you to travel lighter. tell you the truth. Yeah and uh i feel feel i feel pretty confident in it because it's uh deliver the goods in my life so i i have uh yeah it's really the basis of the problem not existing as me anymore really I just uh i just don't see it i do not i just do not see a lot, especially a lot of the behaviors that I exhibited out there while I was under the influence as mine. I just do not see it. I don't. I think it's it's. Uh, I think that's the whole problem. It's the identification with self manifestations as ours. That's that to me is the act of being bonded to self. Yeah. It just. Uh, I can't see it any other way. I would be bonded to this idea of being Stanley if I kept uh, calling Stanley's manifestations my manifestations, yes? That would be the bondage of Stanley. I couldn't get free from Stanley because I couldn't see what's Stanley's and what's mine. I kept calling Stanley's mine, yeah? So I needed a clarity, and one of the ways that clarity can get illuminated is doing an inventory based on that statement on page 64. Being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We are now going to look at its common manifestations. Next paragraph, resentment. Tell me what it means other than um, uh, inventory on the manifestations of selves in our lives. That's what it is. That's the, that's the direction. That's the basis. There's the direction. Let's do some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't yes, led please. that way. I was led to do do a list of my resentments and my fears and my this. So I unknowingly the problem got passed on through the practice of the solution. I want to point it out. I don't care if you take it to be right or not. You can I believe you have the right to hear about it. That's all. And then come up, come to your own conclusion. Yeah? Yeah. At least it will be your conclusion. If you have enough information, you can see it. If you wanna, if you really believe they're yours and you've got to stop having them, then go ahead. I saw that as bondage of self. Yeah. So this is all I care about is people hearing it. I don't have any dog in the hunt, what they do with it or not. I just feel... That everyone has the right to hear about new ideas. I do, and uh, I've been willing to put myself out there to do it, and it hasn't gone over well in some respects with a lot of people in my community.
2: Yeah, I can understand that, but it it resonates as truth and as real from from a point of view here. So yeah, there I appreciate that. That's you.
1: the whole point. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why we did the website and started new th- things because i realized it wasn't going that great in my community here <laughs> but i believe somewhere someone's gonna find value in it yeah
2: yeah i had i i'm well i guess it's a place to be honest i had some accidental drug experiences when i was younger and one part of that experience with hallucinogenics was actually seeing that this wasn't me definitely and i've carried that since I was 16 years old and I've never known what to do with it, really. Uh, I, I spent a long time pretending to be rich again. It took me, it took me years to perfect, actually perfect the act. So I realized I wasn't me. I mean, I spent years perfecting an act and now I know
1: I can drop the act basically with a load of shit. Yeah, yeah, great. Great, so yeah, me. exactly. And then the dropping the act will be a promotion to others yeah because most people aren't really responding to what we say, but what what we are saying it, yeah that's the yeah. point so when there's a real uh sense of peace and an ease and comfort and stuff, that's attractive and uh I don't wanna be well whatever yeah so thank that's great rich I'm happy thanks Paul, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you, Rich. And we have a question from Duncan.
3: Uh, um, Duncan? Yeah. Hey, Paul, I'm Duncan, alcoholic. Uh, this is my first time at your meeting, uh, but it's really, I've been listening to you uh, sort of obsessively for the past couple weeks when I discovered you. Um, is it okay to give you a little bit of context so before I ask my question? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I, I've been a, Practicing Buddhist for 30 years in the Nichiren tradition, and he's sort of one of the unsung non-dual Buddhist teachers. Um, but I've also had a, you know, I've had a 30-year drinking career, and um, it got it got pretty bad in 2019, and and um, uh, and up until that point, it maybe was mostly without incident. So it was sort of like you could say. Sort of effective coping mechanism in my life, and um, and then it, it it wasn't, and and so and it took me a minute to actually get sober, um, uh, and I I've been sober for about fourteen months, and um, in that time I've been studying, you know, I've sort of gotten very much into non-duality, sort of adjacent to the Buddhism, Advaita Vedanta, and the sort of secular non-dualists. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. And I discovered you in, through that through that set of folks. And, and when I heard your talks on non-duality, I was like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, now this is really coming into focus. This is really great. I was so psyched that I found you. And then I, and then of course I found that you're also uh, give these talks in recovery and AA, and and I, and to be honest, I have really been struggling with being part of AA this year, and I have a great sponsor, and I've gone through the steps, and I and I had a service commitment that I that I did for six months, and I I really have been trying, but I've been struggling with it, and uh, to wrap this up, you know this this weekend I had a, a pretty tough weekend and some important people in my life, treating me in a way that that was just really hard to handle. And I sort of was feeling like this 14 month experiment of being sober has been unsuccessful, because even the people who most most want me to be sober are not happy with me at all. And and I'm really it's been the, sort of the most miserable year of my life. I hate to be dramatic, but you know, unlike yourself where it seemed like you got struck sober and you were pretty much at peace with it once it happened. I'm still, you know, over a year into this really, really having a hard time um, yeah. with the sobriety and, and sort of being, you know, just being okay with being in, in the world.
1: Yeah, well, you're having a hard time living Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the sober, uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, it's much better to have a hard time living sober than not sober. (laughs) Let's put it that way, Yeah. yeah. And in a case when you've just entered it, this is the idea of trusting the process usually based on not trusting what you used to rely on, <laughs> which is the head that's telling you you're struggling and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. You have to try to, if you, if there's no way of suspending it, you need to be of doing service and stuff to distract yourself so that the task at hand can get established. Yeah. 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 It would be a sound uh, event for you to be sober. Yeah.
3: Well, that's, you know, I I mean, sort of because I've had you in my head for the past couple of weeks and and my sponsor, who I really do like. um, That's the only reason I'm I'm sort of staying sober, because there's, you know, I'm sort of in the situation where I'm not seeing the upside of it.
1: you know. Well, you know, again, this is not always about you or not always about me. It's about you may be going through a process, like it or not, that's going to make you more useful to yourself and others, yeah? And this is sort of like the idea of you're on the operating table, just don't get up and don't play doctor, yeah? And see what happens and shrink it to a day at a time if you need to, yeah? Yeah. You must have picked up a lot of skillful means with Buddhism for 30 years. Well, you know, of just taking a few deep breaths and stuff like that, and realize the diagnosis of recovery is the problem resides in the mind. It's talking to you as you. Yes? Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. why I don't. This is why you don't want to, it can fall under, even though it may sound just as different, but a lot of it's false evidence appearing real. Yeah. It's false evidence being presented and then it triggers us like maybe habitually to us to react to it as if it's real. Yeah. This is what gets broken by this way of life of recovery. You start seeing false evidence as false evidence. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just, you know, i just in my somatic experience, it just feels so intense. And it, so I don't know how to, This is why maybe
1: afterwards you share at this, we have a fellowship after the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Take part in that a little bit. Talk to others and just, and basically uh, just don't do anything too stupid and let this shit pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It's sort of like, uh, it's like a tantrum that wants to set the direction of the rest of your life. Yeah. So just try to, yeah, do what you need to do to make it through the tantrum. And you'll probably be really, really happy a couple of days from now that you didn't drink. <laughs> yeah. And then honor that and note that, that something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's the spirit in this action figure world. That's the spirit of recovery, that something can do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yeah. And when it does that, and you have the ability to notice it, honor it, yeah? Honor that you didn't listen to your head, and you're so much better off two days from now than if you would have listened to your head, yeah? Yeah. This is perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self, that's it. So you're at that point, and there's many people in this room that will help you make it through today without drinking and using yeah, yeah, yeah. It's see, this this urge doesn't have a long life expectancy anymore. It's gonna blow away. while we have that statement, "This too shall pass." Yeah, because you're getting established in a new way, and that new way is going to outlast these little tantrum acts. Yeah, this is what you do. This is called growing up in a weird way.
3: Yeah, I believe you. It's just been a 14-month-long tantrum. It's it's frustrating.
1: (laughs) It hasn't really been, but that's the story. It hasn't. You probably had some incredibly clear moments and joyous and grateful and stuff like that. The head just likes to sort of forget all that and gives me, you know, this is the whole story of the 14 months. It's No, it hasn't been a tantrum the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The head doesn't have that much power. It says it, has, it it. can blow a strong wind, but it doesn't blow any houses down. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It doesn't. You're, yeah. So if you need to make it through an hour or a day, you have skillful means, and AA provides them. the serenity prayer is awesome and shit like that. And uh, just make a goal today and ask that power to help you not to drink today. Yeah? yeah. Okay yeah and then let's break that habit, and then the other habits that need to be broken the the spirit will help you get to those, but let's just get this habit down, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're think, gonna I learn think. a new way of coping with life. drinking hasn't worked it ran it its expiration date was met of whatever a year or two ago in your life. Of course, your head wants to keep doing it, but it's over, yeah and the consequences are going to get worse because they they're going to try to indicate to you it's over. If you they'll do it in a whisper. If you don't listen, they're going to be a whack. Yeah. 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 That period of your life, you know, it runs its its gap you know? That's what happened with me. I didn't know it was over, but it was suddenly told to me it was over. That getting loaded and doing this shit. And using this as the coping mechanism of my life was done. It was finished. And, uh, (laughs) you know, but thank God I went merrily with it because I had had enough. Yeah, I had. I just never thought it could change. So I had given up any hope of having a better life, but something had a bigger and more powerful plan for me than I did. My head did. And I was struck sober and I was given a new life. Yeah, no. I'm speaking from that. You may be in a point of doubt, but I'm in no doubt about this situation. It works, yeah? The whole point is, make it through these these early times of the threat of drinking again and get established in sobriety and get on with it, yeah? Yeah. This thing wants to use you for bigger, better things, so fucking get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then stay in touch, you know. There's people that you can talk to Mike at the at the meeting after the meeting and he has my information. So, if you want to call me, you can do it.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Paul.
1: Oh, yeah, no problem. Just uh, here we try not to take ourselves so seriously, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's all go for that. Yeah.
3: yeah, Will do.
0: Thank you, Duncan. And we have Eric B. from Toronto. Eric. Hey, Paul. Eric, asking can you do unmute? Yeah. I love asking questions.
3: Paul, on page 66, it says, we turned back to our list for it held the key to the future. We were prepared to look at it from an entire dif- different angle, your angle of not making it my resentments or my fears. Right. We began to see that the world and its people really dominated us and in that state, the wrongdoing of others, fancied or real, had the power to kill. And, and how could we escape? So my question to you is once we do these amends, or, or we, we write our, our fourth step out, the freedom in going and making the amends, who's making the amends? Is it self?
1: Is it Paul? Is it the spirit? Like, like, I want to know your experience. It, it doesn't it. matter. It doesn't matter. Who is doing it or think it's doing it. Just do it. Just go and make the amends. Just make the amends. Yeah. Don't, get, let, don't let it get into this little mental fucking uh, cloud. Just do it. Yeah. How was your experience making amends? My experience making amends. Well, one of the... I learned a lot. This is one little episode. I'll share two episodes. So my friends and I, we used to ride motorcycles. Yeah. So we were riding motorcycles and I had a girl that I wanted to be my girlfriend with me and he had his girlfriend and we went back to his place and we were going up the stairs to his apartment. So I was interested in impressing him, his girlfriend, and this woman that I was with. We go to his apartment and as we're going up the stairs, this lady's going down the stairs, an Asian lady with uh, blue jeans with paint splatters all over, her. and we go into his place, and then he forgot something at, in his bike, so he went down, and when he came back in, he said, "Hey, my my neighbor would like to talk with you," and I thought he had told her I was a house painter, you know, and I would maybe give her some painting tips. So she walks into the living room and she says, "Hi, Paul, do you remember me?" And I didn't, and she says, "You owe me five hundred dollars." So. Uh, this was, I sort of got bushwhacked by the amend, and uh, thank god I was in the bill. I at that point I was in the business of saving my ass, not my face, because my face took a big hit. So I was I'm going <laughs> caught with my pants down, so to speak. So I go, uh, uh, but I didn't have any guilt or shame because I had gotten the idea that I was under a disease, yeah. That again, I, I, that was the first way I started seeing it. it is not me, that this disease had made me do a lot of shit. So I didn't remember who it was, but she had moved into an apartment that I had. And I said, You needed a 500 deposit that was meant to go to the landlord, but it went to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said to her, I said, Oh, what's her name? I said, Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, I'm in recovery, da, da, da. And so I made the amends, and I'd start sending a check. And every check, I said, the only reason why you're seeing this is because I'm in recovery, basically. And so that was one of my first amends, yeah. And then another amend was I lived in an area called North Beach in San Francisco. I was pretty much living with a woman who I didn't like just for a place to stay. And I was every day, I'd have a long trench coat and I'd go into this market and I'd steal a couple of 16 ounce beers and put it like a stake in the back of my pants. Yeah, And I'd walk out and I'd have some food and I'd have some calories from the beer. And so I did this tons of days, tons of days. And then so I get sober and there's a great meeting in this area called North Beach. And it's very difficult to find parking spaces in San Francisco, and there was worse. And every Thursday night, I'd like to go to this place, to this meeting. But this market was on a certain street. I wouldn't go anywhere near that street that Rossi Markets was on, right? Because when I was in the thing, it it provoked my old strategy, which is just avoid it at all costs. So one day I realized, I got to go make amends to this place. So I walk into Rossi's Market, and I go, hey, is there, is there a manager here? And he says, yeah, he's upstairs. I say, can I see him? He says, all right, go up. I go up there, and I tell him, hey, I used to live in the neighborhood. I'm in a program recovery. I stole a lot of stuff. Here's $55, right? So I give him 55 bucks. He's like surprised. I walk away, and I never thought of Rossi's Market again, ever, yeah? I'd go down that street. I found a lot of parking spaces on Thursday night on that street. And it could be right in front of Rossi's Market. Yeah. So my old way of dealing with it wasn't working. The new way of dealing with it is just confronting the situation. Yes. Make the amend. I retrieved a lot of my life back. Yeah. I saw that my old strategies was just like a giant fucking storage unit of undealt with shit. Yeah. And I had such a... It was so so exhilarating. And the ninth step was my most exhilarating step in my experience, yeah? Because I was really haunted by the past because I was trying to avoid it at all costs. And I thought I was... When I was conveniently avoiding it, I thought that was success. But it wasn't. Because my whole life was pretty much based on dead shit, yeah? My idea of... Uh, Not dealing with the old shit was making up new shit all the time. Yeah, that was the strategy. It was a terrible way of living. So the ninth step was a real turnaround. I'd see someone I owe money to on the street. My first reaction was, turn left. And then AA would come over me. I'd pull over. Hey, bro, come over. I owe him 50 bucks for a phone bill or something. And so I just kept running into amends. and uh yeah so that was been that was my experience and the thing is I tried to make an amend when I was in the first step because I had lived with this lady I ran with her for a few years and I introduced to her a lot of shit like intravenous using and shit and I had once I got sober I felt incredibly guilty so I wanted relief like a drug addict so I found where she worked and I called her up And they gave her, she was brought to the phone. And as soon as she heard my voice, she says, I never want to hear this voice ever again this lifetime. So I wasn't ready to do an amend at that point. Yeah? I had to go through the eight steps to get, to be in the right condition to do the ninth step. Yeah? That's what I learned. Yeah? Yeah. And it's not about being sorry. And it's not how they respond I just make the amends, yeah, and see what happens. And then I had that experience of not shutting the door on the pass. And just amazing how much life came back to me that through the ninth step. Yeah. So it was very powerful. Beautiful. And I made the amends, and I took responsibility, and... As I went through the program, I realized I was just actually, I entered a stage of accountability, which is the perfect way to to live when you've been occupied by a parasite. I was responsible for my dog shitting on the neighbor's lawn, but I'm really accountable for it. I did not take the shit on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna be worrying about it for 30 years. If it was the dog that took the shit, I just cleaned it up and I don't walk it by the neighbor's house anymore. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. But if it was my shit, I'd be fucking ruminating 40 years. Why do I shit on people's lawns? You know, I didn't shit on people's lawns. My dog did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you have to see this parasite. You can't keep calling it you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to thrive under that condition. You're not. If you keep calling the parasite you, the parasite thrives in that condition. You don't. Yeah. So do an inventory. See, maybe hold, instead of your resentment, see it as a resentment and see how you travel with it. I I traveled a lot lighter with a resentment than my resentment, yeah? I deal with a problem much better than when it's my problem. I do. Yeah. So, yeah. This is an idea not to mentally masturbate, but to have it apply in your life and then see if it works, if you travel lighter with it. Yeah. I think a resentment is completely different than my resentment. I do. My resentment may have a 50-year life expectancy. It's going to live as long as I live. yeah. A resentment can't can't last that long. It can't. Yeah? You get over it or you forget it. yeah. But my resentment becomes like a golden calf that the head worships for 50, 60 years. Yeah. They're both resentment. One has a my in front of it and one doesn't. It's the my, yeah? We're not dealing with resentments here. We're dealing with the my before the resentment. We're not dealing with fear here. We're dealing with the my before the fear, yeah? That's where the bondage lies. Life in this world, being a body that has needs that it cannot meet on its own, there's going to be anxiety that things may not work out. Yes? That's what happens. But my fear is a whole different story. Completely different story than fear. Completely. Yeah. It's fucking, you can't... It's some rock you can't get out of. Fear may be a rock, but you can get out of it. You can get out from under it. My fear will keep pressing you. Yeah, because the head doesn't want to let it go. Your story of, I would love to be free from fear, is bullshit. It's bullshit. The mental state loves anxiety. It does. That's why it's causing it all day. <laughs> yeah. It thrives in that setting. You have to realize... There's two let's say as an image there's two things living as us. One yeah has a is attracted to a certain petri dish and one is attracted to a different petri dish. The one who's dominating the event is going to use the petri dish as its own pool. You're going to be in that acidic petri dish even though it's not healthy for you because it that's where the parasite thrives. Yeah? If you keep identifying as the parasite, you're going to be swimming in its pool. Yeah, it's that simple. This isn't a partnership. It's a parasitical relationship, yeah? Something is living off of us. (laughs) It's not a partnership. It's not like a kumbaya moment, yeah? Try to win it over. Has that worked? Yeah? Has it really? Uh, well. So yeah, just do the inventory. Do the work as it's put in the big book. Yes? Just do it and see what happens. Yeah? I don't like... I like pen. Pen. I don't think you should uh, record your inventory. I think you should put it on paper with a pen. I do. Yeah. I think you should share it with another person, with that space of the presence of God in there with you, or the higher power. I feel that way. I feel six and seven are the most used steps as you grow older in recovery, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with anything in the program. I have a problem with misdiagnosing the problem. I do. I mean, you have to see there's some power that we're involved, there's some power in what we're involved against. When you walk into an inventory process with my resentments, my fears, my harms unto others, and you leave with my fears, my uh, resentments, my harms unto others, something's been missed. Yes. Yeah. So, thanks, bro. Thanks, Paul.
0: Thanks, Paul. So on that note uh would oftentimes we we have my part come into the inventory so that's self part yeah essentially cases
1: a lot of times your part is usually never remembered anyway <laughs> so, right tell you the truth it's not usually the highlights of uh yeah
0: yeah all right we have uh Oliver K. from Berlin. Oliver, asking you to unmute.
4: Hello, everyone. Good evening. Uh, uh, Paul, I got a question for, uh, about the forgiveness and its role in, uh, in, uh, in the <laughs> steps. Uh, some uh, people are doing it as a mandatory part of just right after step four. Some do it before step nine. Uh, sort of has 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 a has a, has a, has a uh, weight of a, for instance sex inventory it's kind of a rather important and mandatory i also have a feeling when i was uh, uh, discussing a little bit, a bit with uh, uh, some fellows about uh, uh, ownership of resentment uh, that uh, uh, I, I got some sort of uh, an answer that uh, we should definitely uh, own our resentments and there are our resentments and there are, uh, you know, all the manifestations of says we are all the doers of it and uh, we, we are the authors of it and all. But the way we kind of deal with it, uh, the way we get out of step four is uh, without resentments, free of resentments is by the, this process of forgiveness. Forgiving forgiveness so it's uh, it's, it's kind of uh, seen perceived that way uh, uh, how much uh, you know uh, what's your viewpoint on forgiveness in general in the program uh, how much of it is in uh, step uh, six and seven that you just mentioned as really uh, uh, not just essential but uh, more present as, as, as recovery progresses on goes on uh, yes because- and, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, Forgiveness is not of self. So when you lose interest in self, there's a possibility of forgiveness, but self can't forgive. Yeah, uh, I wanted to
4: include that in my question, actually, sorry. So I also, you know, I'm just thinking, I apologize for for sounding a bit juvenile, but uh, I was thinking about considering that, you know, forgiveness can also be uh, a thing of a, a selfing thing as well, you know. We can,
1: we of course can, we can. yeah. Self-think. Yeah. But you see, the, for me, I think it's just, it's sort of stating an ideal. Yeah. So I'm going to look upon people as if they're sick, just like I am. Yeah. That's a possibility that maybe none of us have ever entertained. So now they're throwing that in as a possibility to entertain and to hopefully grow towards. Yes. But I don't believe uh, <laughs> when I was at the fourth step, I wasn't forgiving anybody. Yeah, because there was, uh, there was a forgiving, there was a total lack of forgiving me. Yeah, and f- and for me to have any kind of sense of okayness, I had to blame everything on others. Yeah. So no, I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a believer in that process. Of owning it, and then through forgiveness, I don't believe that works.
4: But I'm sure you heard of it, and I'm sure of, that you heard of
1: practicing uh, of it, right? I and, heard it, yes. First, but I, I, I don't. It. It's sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. But if it works for people far out, mm-hmm. right? I don't see it. I don't see. Uh, I think selfing is completely transactional in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does things with the hopes of getting something. So, uh, (laughs) right. But see, as a doer, when you're taking yourself to be the doer, which is one of the basis of self, yeah? Right. Then uh, there's no forgiveness available in a way because there are things that you have been held as the doer of that were unforgivable, yeah? Everyone is living out a sentence, really, from the prison system of the mental state. Yeah? The basis of selfing, one of its main planks, is being the doer. Yeah? How are you going to forgive some of the shit you did that you feel like you should never have done? Yeah? Right. We ask for a power greater than us to forgive or give us forgiveness because it sure ain't coming from us. We're living out sentences, really. We've been convicted in the mental court of doing shit that we should never have done and no one should ever have done. There's no forgiveness in there. Yeah? You help other people through service and stuff. There's a loss of interest in self, and then there's new possibilities arise. But the self is never going to arrive at forgiveness. I don't feel. No. No. I, I even
4: heard, uh, you know, from my ex sponsor that, you know, forgiving yourself, forgiving oneself is a matter of therapy, that it's not a part of uh, AA program or a twelve step. So
3: uh, the- well, well, whatever. Therapy,
1: like literally. Well, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, uh, whatever works for for people is fine. I'm just sharing my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we say in the in, in the thing, in our community, we share our experience, strength, and hope. And after years and years, you share your opinion also. So mm-hmm. this is the opinion I have.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't, uh, forgiveness can come from us, but it doesn't come from self. Yeah. If, you lo- if there's a losing of interest in self, which is what the program does, then the possibility of forgiveness arises because you see you weren't the doer, nor were they the doer. But when you're seeing everyone as a doer, there's very little possibility of forgiveness there. I just don't see it. Yeah. Because the doer, we're living in a, in a mental condition that's dualistic. It has strong opinions of right and wrong, yeah? And so if it has a a category of wrong that a lot of your doing falls under, there's not going to be much forgiveness available if you keep seeing yourself as the doer. The whole loss of interest in the self is that you can see that you're not the doer. That's where forgiveness is available, yeah? I had one that really haunted me because for years I was out there. I had gotten run over by a car, gotten severely damaged. And one of my sticks of getting people to front me drugs and shit was, I'm going to give you, I'm going to pay you back when I get this uh, settlement. Yeah, for years. And then in my own head, how I weighed that, how I put a counterweight on that to make it seem, what, seem uh, to be acceptable was, I'm going to give my mother a lot of money when I get this settlement, yes? Now, this was a thing that was going on for years. I finally get this settlement. It was lower than I expected. I went back to New York. I bought about a, a couple of pounds of, of cocaine I was having a woman drive me out to this resort area in Long Island. I drove right by the exit where my mother's senior citizen home was, and I f- felt like I should drive there, and I didn't. I just went by there. Now, that to me, bonded with the idea of being the doer or the not doer, and bonded as self, was unfucking forgivable. My mother was poor. She could have used the money. She'd done tons of things for me this life. Yes? There was no fucking way there was forgiveness available there. All rooted in that I should have done something else because I was the doer of everything, yeah? Where I got relief was when I recognized under the influence I was apt to do almost anything. There was no sense of a doer there, yeah? There was doing that was driven by some place and it wasn't me, yeah? So the, the forgiveness that I have run into didn't come from me learning how to forgive it was losing interest in me really to tell you the truth so that's yeah yeah thank you paul yeah the self you know just take it if you're the our friend duncan in buddhism and non-duality one of the bait the Biggest plank of the story of being a long-lasting, independent, separate, volitional creature is that we, ha- we are the doer of everything that's been done through us, yes? This is one of the roots of the bondage of self, yeah? And it's incredibly defined by its idea of right and wrong, yeah? And there is a lot. if there's a lot of wrong, as you as the doer, there's no forgiveness in that area. Yeah, that's not what circulates in the bondage of self. You're beholden to those prison sentences. Yeah, it you you may you even give up hope for any probation, you just pay. Yeah? Because the head is not going to easily give up the idea of being the doer. It's just it's its whole basis of this that this life is its yeah. Because I'm the one who's doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see. You can try all the skillful means you want. I don't think it's going to work. You have to lose interest in that whole self idea. Yeah. And in, in that loss of interest, tons of possibilities that you would never have fucking strenuously arrived at are available. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to emphasize that. Yeah, it's the losing interest in self uh, that allows uh, forgiveness to be gained. It's not the self having a huge amount of interest in being forgiving. I don't think it works. No. Yeah. No.
4: Yeah, That's
1: thanks just, for, thanks for this because I
4: kind of thought, uh, you know, I, I was kind of, you know, I'm liking it sometimes myself uh, dealing with these questions, you know. Uh, which is, I'm sure, not surprising, and uh, kind of like that clear cut and perspective and contrast, you know, with people that I used to do um, some steps. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So
1: thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for the
0: questions. Yes. All right. I don't see any other hands up, Paul. You know,
1: I we're not. We're not in a in a battle with other views. We just want to have the possibility of hearing what views are available. Yeah, I What well, if it works far out? Yeah, that's that's my main thing. If something that you're entertaining is allowing you to travel lighter on a consistent basis, hallelujah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a stickler for being right. I just want to see relief. Yeah. 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 This is what happens. People feel sometimes uh, their ideas are being threatened by other ideas. I don't see that. Yeah. I just see hey, what works for some doesn't mean it, it works for everyone. Yeah. Some people need to hear something that they haven't heard yet. Yeah. And I feel like we have the right to hear those possibilities because one of them may work for one of the people here. Yeah, that would be an incredible, successful seat assignment. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear it when I came into AA. I did not hear that there could be an act of being identified as something that I'm not. That's actually the fabricated reference point i look at life from and i receive receive life as yeah i never had any idea of that i had a lot of discomfort with the with the dominant regime but i never thought i could really get out of it because i thought it was me yeah and then uh, so i made do with the amount of relief i could get and that to me was shooting coke because i get a rush for five minutes, and it seemed, in a weird way, to be worth it. All the other shit that would come down the pike, it was worth it just to be removed from this place completely for five minutes. That's, so there was some insane value going on there. And now, you know, I fell upon a better way, trusting the infinite rather than the finite self. And what, what level of faith and trust in the finite self could be beyond being identified as it. I can't see any more faith in it than that. Being identified as self is a huge amount of faith in self. <laughs> and I think that's the root of the problem. I do. That faith would be better better spent if it was being directed by the infinite. To <laughs> tell you the truth. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But I really liked uh, that whole... Oliver, thank you for that presentation. Yeah. All right, Jacob. Anyone else? Yeah. Nobody else. Well let's uh let's say goodbye to everyone, eh? Yeah. That's right with everyone. Yeah. Call it a wrap, as we say. <laughs> uh, we got Mika. Mika Patriarch. Jacob did a great job, Jacob. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Mike, as always, good to see you. Rob Farr, nice to see you, Rob. Yeah. We got Joseph from France, always a pleasure. Paul, yes. Sporting the flannel, pretty good. (laughs) We got Jill. (laughs) Nice to see you, Jill. You're always looking so happy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we got Ruby Rose, our, our Hi, gal from Utah, nice to see you. We've got uh, Tommy, we only get the screen. We got Jess from Ireland, nice to see you Jess. Yeah, letting the hair grow Jess. Yeah, yeah, good. Looking very nice, very pretty, yeah. We got, uh, who is this, Nick? Nick uh, has left the stage. We got Alex from New York. Nice to see you, Alex. Oh, my friend Alex. You're feeling a little different today. Oh, good. Good. You can always call, remember? Yeah? Yeah. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Always a pleasure. (laughs) We got Rich A with a lovely uh, person on his right. Nice to see you, Rich A, and the lovely person on his right. We got Mike O, pleasure. We got Stowe. Is that Stowe, S-T-E, Steve. Nice to see you, Ste. We got W, Walter. Walter's going with the W now. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got uh, Duncan. Nice to see you, Duncan. Yeah, stick with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, when sober, when being sober becomes a habit, it's it's pretty pretty sweet, yeah. And it's yep. in that process of becoming a habit, it's yeah. Uh, oh, Duncan, also, it will really it will enliven the Buddhism. It will incredibly. Yeah, uh, we got Oliver. Nice to see you, Oliver. Thank you. For that. Helen, as always. Yes. There she is. Leah. Oh, Leah's inside today, not facing, not f- facing that the heavy elements. She's in there. It's good. We got Carl. Carl, as always. Nice to see you, Carl. We got PK from New York City. Actually, Long Island City. Hey, thanks, Paul. You know what's amazing?
4: I love how You we move beyond right like you never I've never heard you tell anybody they're wrong and that by removing this fabrication, I think it allows us to immerse ourselves in the fabric of life. So it's it's a great gift and I know, you know you're you're kind of don't take a lot of credit for things because you're the channel you know but it's awesome and I really I appreciate you you know it's it's your shares are, are, are amazing.
1: Forget about it. Forget Forget about about it. it. Forget about it. Well, the thing is, see, I really believe that mind precedes everything. And mind can make something that everyone says is wrong, right? And can make something that everyone says is right, wrong. In all these individual experiences. So I'm not one to say, I don't believe there's a rote thing really of right or wrong but so yeah so yeah, whatever thanks, works man. i'm happy for people yeah. i
4: love that man it's, it's such yeah. a great message you know it, it's it's you know every time i hear like you said it's, it's never new but it still feels so fresh and and real and authentic you know
1: well that's great because that's yeah, it's a living just like aa i would call a living book well this is hopefully a living message yes Awesome man! Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, bro. Always good to hear you. And rem- I get my accent back. It's I got a
3: four.
1: Long <laughs> Every year. You. You I used to on was the bagel store for five minutes, but now I'm away. I haven't been in New York in a while, <laughs> so it's good. All right, Connor from Dublin. Nice to see you, Connor. Yes. We got Kaiser. Kaiser's in Los Angeles, looking uh, nice has the same blue skies we have here in northern california but it's better up here <laughs> we got janina janina nice to see you janina yes she's come back yes nice to see you janina you're muted but you seem very, you're alive though all right we've got maggie maggie's here nice eric Nina, not Nina, not Tina, but Nina. Nina. Oh, Janina has jumped in. It's Janina and Nina.
4: Yeah, I'm from from Palm
2: Desert, Palm Springs.
1: Oh, Palm Desert. Nice to see you.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful that I can hear your messages. Unbelievable. I'm very long time sober, but you know, I'm so grateful that I'm willing to learn and learn and learn and, and I'm learning a lot from you the steps the way you put it out you know how it works it's incredible I never ever heard that for over 30 years so thank you so much
1: oh, thank you Janina the check is oh. in the mail all right
2: okay. <laughs> all
1: right has yeah. come live nice to see you <laughs> thank you we got Maggie, Maggie, everyone. I'm so happy. I like the. Uh, yeah. If you want to stay over, there's people that stay after the meeting. Hey, thank you so much, everyone. And I'll see you. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you're interested, when the talks are, they're all listed in com under events. We have we have a non-duality meeting tomorrow night, and then Thursday back to recovery, and then Saturday. And then we're doing a live thing up in Grass Valley this weekend outside with some people. So I'll be, we will do the talk on Saturday, but it'll, we'll, we'll be doing it from the Wi-Fi up there. So that, I think that information about the Grass Valley talks are, is on the website, too. They're going to be live at 12 o'clock, Saturday and Sunday. All right. Maybe we'll have them. We'll probably record them and stuff. So we'll put them out there. Okay. Thanks. Right. Thank Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.